Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining in today as we continue the fatherhood of God. Today is part four, the fatherhood of God in the history of his people. If you missed the other three episodes, I encourage you to go back and check it out so you can have the proper foundation. It will help you to understand the truths from the Bible concerning God as our father. Let's review what we discussed last time. The kiss of God the Father. What does it mean for believers? Well, we talked about the parable of the prodigal son. The parable is about a father who had two sons, and the younger son asked his father to give him his share of the estate and what ends up happening to the younger son as a result. He receives a portion of the estate and then he begins to pull away from the father. His life goes downhill. I pointed out last time that when this happens, the condition of the son's heart had deteriorated. It's the same for us. When we pull away from God, our heart begins to deteriorate, deteriorate, something like that. Got to get that word out. When we pull away from God the Father, we pull away from God's wisdom, his covering, his love, his protection, his guidance, his counsel, sense of value, sense of worth, and so much more when we separate ourselves from the Father. I also talked about that the Bible says after living riotously, the young man came to his senses and returned to his father. And guess what? His whole life was turned around. So the point I made was this. We have to remain connected, connected to the father. Our heavenly father is our source. The Bible says that when the father saw his son, he ran to him and kissed him on the neck. God the Father is always moving towards us to give us a fatherly kiss. When I talked about that word kiss, I explained that in the text, this is a present participle. It means to kiss and to keep on kissing. Because it's a kiss of acceptance, I accept you. God says, I accept you. A kiss of forgiveness. God saying to us, I forgive you. A kiss of restoration. I restore your privileges. A kiss of approval. I approve of you. The past is over. You're still my son. You're still my daughter. You will never, ever be out of my heart. Our God is full of compassion, full of mercy. He celebrates us. He clothes us with righteousness. Now, let's take a look at the fatherhood of God in the history of his people. 
One of the reasons that Jesus came to earth was to open our eyes to the fatherhood of God and what it means for us. He taught us many things concerning the faithfulness of our heavenly father. In one illustration of this truth, he tells the story of a man whose son asked him for bread. In a good father-child relationship, a father would never give his son a stone when he asked for bread. Likewise, he wouldn't give him a snake if he asked for a fish. And all of this is coming from Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 10. In the same way, when we ask God for help, he will give us what is good for us and not what is harmful. Truth be told, there were times in all of our lives where our needs as children should have been met by a parent, but the opposite was given. It's the equivalent of stones and snakes. Our Heavenly Father is not like that. He will not withhold from us what is good. He tells us to ask him by faith and he will give us the desires of our heart. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, in effect, if earthly fathers with an evil nature know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give you good things if you ask it? Mark, Matthew, I'm sorry, not Mark, Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. In addition to Jesus' teachings on God the Father, we see examples of the fatherhood of God throughout the Bible. These illustrations show us how God relates to us as Father and how He wants us to respond to Him. In Exodus, we learn that God is always present. He hears the cries for help when his children are in captivity. As a caring father, he sends Moses to lead them to freedom. In Leviticus, God gives the children of Israel rules of conduct to instruct them in the way of holiness. He teaches them moral, ethical, and religious behavior but also shows them how to have a relationship with him through sacrifice and worship. In Numbers, we see that the Father stays with his people, even in their disobedience and lack of faith, and sustains them through 40 years of wandering in the desert of Sinai. This wilderness experience become for them a bridge from bondage to blessing. This shows us the father tends his flock as he guides them through the wilderness. What a loving God we serve. He delivers. He teaches. He is the shepherd. He does not abandon us and never will. Even when we don't live up to his expectations, God is always at work in us for our good and his glory. I will continue with more of the fatherhood of God in the history of his people next time. Hey, check me out next week. And if you like what you've heard today, give me a thumbs up. Also, click that notification button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. Until next time, be blessed.